0: good morning so uh we're going to continue looking uh through the book of ecclesiastes today and we've got to chapter seven and it's a chapter where there's a bit of a turning point in the book it's a transition chapter if you like and uh, we begin to hear some answers to see some of solomon's thoughts about wisdom so in a minute we're going to read the whole chapter now, how many of you read it beforehand? I put a little thing out. Oh, look at that. Well done, because it's quite a long chapter. So they might be going to read the chapter, but I find it really interesting that when the preaching team asked me to speak, because I don't speak very often, I'm fine with the title, What is Wisdom? But then they gave me a chapter which includes these words. I find more bitter than death the woman who is a snare whose heart is a trap and whose hands are chains. The man who pleases God will escape her, but the sinner she will ensnare. And, guess better, look, says the teacher, this is what I have discovered, adding one thing to another to discover the scheme of things. While I was still searching but not finding, I found one upright man among a thousand but not one upright woman among them all. <laughs> so note that the preachers have given me that team and note that loads and loads of our men are in the summit to not hear my wisdom on those verses. So maybe wisdom is dropping a bomb and running away fast. But seriously, we're going to read the chapter and see if what wisdom may be. And David's going to come and read the chapter for me.
1: A good name is better than fine perfume, and the day of death better than the day of birth. It is better to go to a house of mourning than to go to a house of feasting, for death is the destiny of everyone. The living should take this to heart. Frustration is better than laughter, because a sad face for a good, is good for the heart. The heart of the wise is in the house of the mourning, but the heart of the fools is in the house of pleasure." It is better to heed the rebuke of a wise person than to listen to the song of fools. Like the crackling of thorns under the pot, so is the laughter of fools. This too is meaningless. Extortion turns a wise person into a fool, and a bribe corrupts the heart. The end of the matter the end of a matter is better than its beginning, and patience is better than pride. Do not be quickly provoked in your spirit, for anger resides in the lap of fools. Do not say, why were the old days better than these? For it is not wise to ask such questions. Wisdom, like an inheritance, is a good thing, and benefits those who see the sun. Wisdom is a shelter, as money is a shelter. But the advantage of knowledge is this, wisdom preserves those who have it. Consider what God has done. Who can straighten what he has made crooked? When times are good, be happy. But when times are bad, consider this. God has made one as well as the other. Therefore, no one can discover anything about their future. In this meaningless life of mine, I have seen both of these. The righteous perishing in their righteousness and the wicked living long in their wickedness. Do not be over-righteous. Neither be over-wise. Why destroy yourself? Do not be over-wicked and do not be a fool. Why die before your time? It is good to grasp the one and not let go of the other. Whoever fears God will avoid all extremes. Wisdom makes one wise person more powerful than ten rulers in a city. Indeed, there is no one on earth who is righteous. No one who does what is right and never sins. Do not pay attention to every word people say, or you may hear your servants cursing you for you know in, for you know in your heart that many times you yourself have cursed others. All this I tested by wisdom, and I said, "I am determined to be wise, but this was beyond me. Whatever exists is far off and most profound. Who can discover it So I turned my mind to understand to investigate, to search out wisdom and the scheme of things, and to understand the stupidity of wickedness and the madness of folly. I find more bitter than death the woman who is a snare, whose heart is a trap and whose hands are chains. The man who pleases God will escape her, but the sinner she will ensnare. Look, says the teacher, this is what I have discovered. Adding one thing to another to discover the scheme of things, While I was still searching, but not finding, I found one upright man among a thousand, but not one upright woman among them all. This only have I found. God created mankind upright, but they have gone in search of many schemes.
0: Thanks, David. Does that all make sense to you now? It's not always easy or clear, I think, to immediately understand what Solomon is thinking. But I think we can learn a lot about wisdom from this chapter if we take some time. But there's too much in that to unpack in one morning, so I'm going to concentrate on just one part, although I'm happy to chat to you about the parts I miss any time you like. And maybe you could research and understand the rest of it as well later in the week. So this morning, I'm going to say that wisdom is dot, 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 seeing further beyond the here and now, having a long-term perspective. When Beth spoke to us and she was looking at chapter three, she spoke about eternity being in the heart of man. So maybe we could say wisdom is having an eternal perspective. And that long-term perspective might mean us giving up on some short-term gain for a long-term better benefit. And I don't know if you realise that's a rare thing in the UK in 2023. I'll give you two examples to prove my point. How many football teams change their managers because it hasn't gone quickly like they want? Politicians, regardless of the party, in my opinion, go for the sound bites or even a policy which they hope will have the impact they want before the next election, rather than looking for the long term. Or as Solomon put it there, a good name is better than fine perfume the day of death, the long term, better than the day of birth. Death is the destiny of everyone and the living should take this to heart. The end of a matter is better than its beginning and patience better than pride. So I thought I'd ask some children to help me prove this point about the choice we can make, whether we should choose a short-term gain or wait and think of the longer-term gain. So I've got a little video of some of the children for you to watch now and see if it just gives a little bit of a flavour of what that might look like. Thanks, guys. Come and sit here. me. I've got a very important question for you, Leila, to see. Are you good at making choices? No, oh, well, your choice today is you can choose today to have a Milky Way or a Malteser, even though they've both got gluten, and I do know that. Or you could not have a sweetie today, and next Sunday you could have a whole box of sweets, or this whole bag of makeup. Which would your choice be yeah. more? I don't know which one will you choose, I know which you're one going to I'll wait choose. till next week for the makeup. <laughs> excellent choice, you can make a choice today, are you good at choices, you can choose whether today you would like one Malteser or one chocolate from the celebrations today or next Sunday would you like not to have those today and wait till next week and have a whole box, which would you prefer? One. Go on then, take that one to mummy, what a good choice! So, Ralph, right, you may choose today, on this Sunday, a Milky Way or a Malteser or you could wait and not have a chocolate today and when you come back next Sunday, you could have a whole box. What choice would you like to make? I am going to wait, so next week and can have a whole box. Excellent. Which box would you like, celebrations or Maltesers? Maltesers. That is a good choice. A Milky Way, or a Malteser, or Lily. You could not have a chocolate today, but when we come back to church next Sunday, you could have a whole box. Would you like one today, or wait for next week and have a whole box? What would you like to do? None. What, wait till next week? Which would you like, celebrations or Maltesers? Maltesers, good choice. You may choose today to have a Galaxy, or a Malteser, or not have anything today, next Sunday have a box of Maltesers, box of celebrations, or a bag of makeup. Oh. I will go with a box of Maltesers next week. But oh. hang on a second. What's that over there, So the children showed you the plan. There is something about age there. I did hope Verity would go for the media. And Beth showed you the schemes of men. <laughs> so she illustrated part of the chapter as well. You know, sometimes the short term is not what we need or it's not the best. And so I was just thinking that that would be a good example of showing what, one of the things I'm trying to say. So when our thoughts become based on the long term, And when we're aware that each of our lives will end with death, Solomon said, maybe the here and now begins to have a different perspective. In Psalm 90, verse 12, we read this. Teach us to number our days that we may gain a heart of wisdom. Teach us to number our days that we may gain a heart of wisdom. And you see, it's Solomon who's got so much in this life. He's still aware that without eternity secure, life is meaningless. And you can go away and read the whole of Psalm 90 and you'll see that Moses is acutely aware of eternity. He's aware of God always being there, being there before anything else. He's aware of God's blessings and that God is outside of time. At best, Moses says you're gonna have 70 or 80 years. Now, I know some of us do better than that, but Moses is saying, at best, you're gonna have 70 or 80 years. And so he says, God, now give your compassion. I want more of your unfailing love, and I want your favor to rest on my people. So Solomon, I think, is showing us that this long-term, this eternal perspective is better for us. I'm not sure a whole box of chocolates is actually better than one, but hey-ho. It's good to have this wisdom. It's better to remain in God through the cross, upright, righteous, we've had that already this morning, rather than go searching for many schemes. But I am sure that many of you, in fact, most of you are like me, and sometimes the feel-good now, as Solomon puts it, a house of pleasure, or hearing platitudes from fools which puff us up, sometimes that feels good it's better to have the immediate, but wisdom is the long-term. You saw in verses 13 and 14 that this long-term perspective reminds us we can't actually always change the reality of the situation we're in. Always teach also teaches us that God is sovereign. And if you really know that, and you have the experience of knowing that Jesus died for you, I think you can find real comfort in your eternal, long-term perspective. And when life is hard, and it often is, the wisdom to know about God's provision for eternity, as well as Moses puts it, his unfailing love for now, can bring us comfort. And we are so privileged because we see that from our position of living after Jesus' death and resurrection, knowing the price is paid. So if we look up to Christ in the hard times, that wisdom of eternity can pull us through. And it can, when needed, draw us back to God, as does knowing we have the comforter, the Holy Spirit, here with us. You know, we really are in a privileged position. You may not have Solomon's wealth, possessions, status, or level of wisdom, but you have or can have the revealed eternal plan of God for redemption, eternity through his saving grace in Jesus. So is Solomon teaching us that one aspect of wisdom is to see every situation every day through this eternal lens, a lens even longer than death, and for us through the lens of faith in our risen Lord Jesus. If not, I think your short-term perspective is really likely to leave you tossed around or feeling up and down, unsure, running from scheme to scheme because we all, every one of us, experience hard times. Last week, I heard the Reverend Dr. David Bruce say this, to be human is to be in trouble. To be a Christian is to be a person determined to live through it, and I think that the how of living through it is Christ in me, the hope of glory. We're not doing this on our own. The how of living through is Christ in me, the hope of glory. Elizabeth Elliot, whose husband was killed on the mission field, she said these words, the secret is Christ in me, not me in a different set of circumstances? Let that sink in. The secret is Christ in me, not me in a different set of circumstances. If we look again at Moses in Hebrews 11, that great chapter of faith, we read this, Hebrews 11:24. 24. By faith, Moses, when he had grown up, refused to be known as the son of Pharaoh's daughter. He chose to be mistreated along with the people of God rather than to enjoy the fleeting pleasures of sin. He regarded disgrace for the sake of Christ as of greater value than the treasures of Egypt. Why? Because he was looking ahead to his reward. We can look ahead to eternity, to our reward safe and secure, that not only is the Holy Spirit with us now, but eternity is secure. Hebrews 12 puts it like this. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles. Let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us and as Beth bought, fixing our eyes on Jesus the pioneer and perfecter of the faith. For the joy set before him, he endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him who endured such opposition from sinners so that you won't grow weary and lose heart. Wisdom's also seeing the Lord. We've seen God's sovereignty, his provision. Hebrews expands and says, so consider him. Fix your eyes on him, and it even tells us why, because if not, you will grow weary and lose heart, especially in the hard times, the sad times. Solomon finds out life is not meaningless when we have Christ. And we live in that age when Jesus has already returned to the Father. The Holy Spirit is here as comforter, counsellor. He's in us, bringing truth. He's our helper the one who equips and empowers. Jesus himself said all those things about the Holy Spirit. Do you know Christ this morning? Do you know where to fix your eyes? If not, you can. Are you aware of the infilling and the dwelling of the Holy Spirit in your life? If not, you can be this morning. If wisdom includes having a long-term and internal perspective, We could say that that tool, to seeing that, is fixing our eyes on Jesus. And to use the tool is to practice praise. My view. You know, on return from exile, the Israelites wrote, those who sow with tears will return with songs of joy. And David wrote at a very difficult time in his life, I will extol the Lord at all times. His praise will always be on my lips. I will glory in the Lord Let the afflicted hear and rejoice. Glorify the Lord with me. Let us exalt his name together. Church, singing God's praise is deep therapy. It really is. My granddad, at the point he was literally in the hospice dying, I was in church. Somebody tapped me on the shoulder to leave to go. And this is what we were singing. Blessed be your name when the sun's shining down on me, when the world's all as it should be, blessed be your name. It's all right, isn't it? Blessed be your name on the road marked with suffering. Though there's pain in the offering, blessed be your name. You give and take away. You give and take away. My heart will choose to say, Lord, blessed be your name. So what's your perspective? what are you living for? Here and now, or eternity? The band are here, and I want you to stand and praise God, whatever your situation. This week, this month, join me in praise. Whatever is going on. Here, there's always an opportunity for prayer, and there is again this morning especially if you want to meet Jesus for the first time or to know the infilling of the Holy Spirit. There'll be people both sides of the church here, they'd love to pray with you. But let's be wise today. Let's practice wisdom in praise. Praise the Father, praise the Son, praise the Spirit, three in one. God of glory, majesty, praise forever to the King of Kings. Thanks, Peter.